Have y'all made your uh, vacation plans for the summer yet? Anybody got big vacations happening or anything? No? So, I don't need your mouth. (laughs) This may not go well today. (laughs) We'll send you back to kids' church. (laughs) Uh, So many of you have probably made some plans or you're in the process of planning. But all of us plan, maybe not all of us, but many of us or most of us, plan vacations. Um, You may plan a trip. You may, you know, plan a destination. Uh, You may plan a place that you would like to go or like to get to. And so what do you do? You plan, right? I mean, you get down, you, you plan out the details, you figure out where you're going, you make reservations, you buy tickets, you do all these things, right, to go on your vacation and, and no matter where you go, unless you're going to fly, we're all going to get on a highway and we're going to drive, right? We're going to drive. We're going to travel. We're going to go to some place, you know? And so here's what we're going to talk about today, okay? I want you to understand this. The direction you are heading, and I want you to listen, will determine your destination, Do you hear what I'm saying? The direction you're heading is going to determine your destination. If you get out here and you get on uh, uh, Interstate 49 and you start going north, you're eventually, at some point, you may have to get off that interstate to get to another interstate, but eventually headed north, you're going to go to Canada, right? There's no way around it. You're going north. You, you can't get on that road and say, I'm going to go to the beach. Because it's not going to the beach. Do you get what I'm saying? That road headed north is going to go to Canada. You, it doesn't matter. You can pack your bags. You can pack sunscreen. You can pack a beach towel, swimming trunks, floaties. Uh, you can have all the right gear. You can get the sandcastle tools. You can get all those things. You can load them up in the car, but once you get on that road and you head north, what's going to happen? You're going to end up in Canada. I mean, that's just the way it is. Our motives can be great, and they can be wonderful, and they can be fantastic, but the direction you are heading is going to determine your destination. You hear what I'm saying? So we're going to be starting a series here uh, over the next uh, several um, weeks. We're going to go through the book of Proverbs. Not, we're not going to cover everything in the book of Proverbs, but let me just, let me just encourage you uh, this week, or this month, this series. There are 31 books in the book of Proverbs. If you will read one chapter of Proverbs, there's not 31 books, excuse me, 31 chapters. There are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. If you will read one chapter a day, you will finish the book of Proverbs before we finish this series. So start today, go home, read Proverbs chapter 1. If you're reading along, going through the Bible in a year with us on our, on our track, you've already read through Proverbs. Maybe if you started your own plan, you could be in the book of Proverbs by now. 
Okay? Whatever you are doing, whatever you are on, I believe that if you will read one chapter today and then one chapter the next several days, 31 days, you will have completed the book of Proverbs by the time we finish this series, before we finish this series. So let me encourage you to do that. And so we're going to talk about the path. That's what this series is called, the path. We are all on a path. Do you hear what I'm saying? Every one of us is on a path in our life. And that path will get us to different places. But my direction that I am going, not my intention, determines my destination. And I believe that if, if, if you will just continue and you'll listen to this, I think we can help you to maintain the right path, the right direction. Sometimes we're going to veer off course, right, on our path. You ever, had, you ever come across a roadblock? You ever come across a, a place that says, oh, you've got to take a detour? We're going to find out. This, this, this series, we're going to talk about all these things. But if you've got your Bibles, we're going to begin this series at Proverbs chapter 7. If you're following along, I'll begin reading at verse 6. Proverbs chapter 7. Proverbs is after the book of Psalms, uh, somewhere in the middle of the Old Testament. And uh, we're, we're gonna, we're, that's where we're going to be this whole entire series. Proverbs chapter 7, verse 6. I, I want to uh, show you this. I, when, as I read this story, we're going to talk and we're going to look through it possible as Solomon uh, was talking to his audience nearly 3,000 years ago. Solomon, he's about to tell us a story. We don't know whether it's true or one he made up to demonstrate this principle. But as he tells the story, he's standing at the window and he's looking out at the street. So can you imagine with me, just for a moment, Solomon is standing up in his palace. He's looking out onto the street, or it could have been one of his houses. I mean, he was a very wealthy man, a very wise man. But he's in the house, and he's looking out onto the street, and he's seeing this happening, or he's telling you that he's seeing this happening. So I want you to follow along with me. Verse 6. At the window of my house, I looked down through the lattice. I saw among the simple... I noticed among the young men a youth who had no sense. So I don't know, can you see that something is coming? Something's about to happen. Something is fixing to take place here. You know, uh, he's, he's seeing this happening. He's looking out. He's seeing, uh, when he says the simple, he's meaning those that are just, you know, you and I. <laughs> we are simples, okay, uh, to Solomon, because Solomon had great wealth. Look at verse 8 says, he was going down the street near her corner, walking along in the direction of her house. At twilight, as the day was fading, as the dark of night set in. You see, you don't have to be a Bible scholar to anticipate where this story is heading, do you? Do you see what I'm talking about? He's, he's heading to a lady's house, a, a young guy cruising the streets at sunset, uh, heading in the direction of a specific woman's home. Uh, we will find out in just a minute that we knew who this woman was, he knew she was married, okay? And we're going to find out that in a minute. And apparently he knew her husband was not home, and, and that alone should have stopped him in his tracks. It should have kept him from going any further, but it didn't. In fact, that was the very reason he was headed in her direction. Look at verse 10. Here we go. Then out came a woman to meet him dressed like a prostitute and with crafty intent. She is unruly and defiant. Her feet never stay at home. Now in the street, now in the squares, at every corner she lurks. 
Are you imagining this scene? Look at verse 13. She took hold of him and kissed him, and with a brazen face, she said, Today I fulfilled my vows, and I have food from my fellowship offering at home. So I came out to meet you, I looked for you, and have found you. So when this woman said that she had fellowship offerings at home, she was essentially saying, Look, I'm not a hooker, I have plenty of money at home, I'm not after your money, I want you. And she was also implying that she had been to the temple and had everything squared away with God. Having already taken her sin bucket, she dumped it out at the altar. She was ready to fill it up again with him. And this young guy, he's sitting there thinking, if my friends could see me now, even if Solomon called down from the window and warned him, the kid wouldn't have heard him over the seductive words that came next. Look at verse 16. I have covered my bed with colored linens from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let's drink deeply of love till morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. My husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He took his purse filled with money and will not be home till full moon. So that pretty much uh, clinched it right there. Not only did he not have to worry about her husband catching them, but he, had, but he could hang around for breakfast the next morning. He could even spend the entire weekend. But look how Solomon saw this in verse 21. He says, with persuasive words, she led him astray. She, she seduced him with her smooth talk. All at once, he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter, like a deer stepping inside a noose, till an arrow pierces his liver like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. Boy, he just summed it up right then and there, didn't he? I mean, he's like, this dude's in trouble. This dude has done messed up. He needs to just turn and walk the other direction. He needs to get off this path that he's going. He's heading for trouble. And he uses several uh, um, descriptions to describe what's about to happen to this young man. He knows this young man's throwing away his future. He's possibly even throwing away his life. But it's at this point that Solomon changes course and he addresses a broader audience. So now he's going to be talking to us. These next words, they're directed at you and me. And I want you to listen to this beginning in verse 20, 24. He says, now then, my sons, listen to me. Pay attention to what I say. Do not let your heart turn to her ways or stray into her paths. Many are the victims she has brought down her slain are a mighty throng. Now notice he uses a, a series uh, name here. He uses our series name. He uses the path. Solomon debunked the notice that there was anything unique about what this kid was experiencing. It may have been unique for this kid, uh, but this experience represents a well-worn path, a path that leads to death despite what the naive kid may have wanted to argue. And if Solomon could have called a time out in the story and gotten this kid's undivided attention, he might have said something along the lines of this. There's nothing unique about this path. Many people have gone down this road before, and if they could tell you their stories, you would make a different decision. You hear what I'm saying? And Solomon drives home his point in verse 27. He says, her house is a highway to the grave, leading down to the chambers of death. 
I want you to hear me this morning. There's nothing new about this path. There's nothing unique. It's just another young man who has chosen a path that will take him precisely to where he doesn't want or plan to be. There was a disconnect. The disconnect in Solomon's scenario is easy to see, at least for us it is. The young man had his whole life ahead of him. He wanted his life to be relationally richer, uh, chose a path that would ultimately undermine his relationships. He yearned for something good and chose a path that led to something not good. A youth striving to prove his independence chose a well-worn path that had the potential to strip him of his independence. There was a disconnect, and Solomon saw it from his window. So my question is, what about all of us? Each of us has a propensity for choosing paths that lead us where we do not want to go. Do you hear what I'm saying? Every one of us, we make choices every single day. We choose paths. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about the path that this young man chose. This is just an example. This is what Solomon was teaching us. The, 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 the thing that I want you to get to a point today is that we all go on a path. Do you hear what I'm saying? We all choose a path. Think about it. Maybe a single woman says, I want to meet and one day marry a great Christian guy who's really got his act together, but then she dates whoever asks her out as long as he's cute. A husband says, I want my kids to respect me as they grow up, and then he openly flirts with other women in the neighborhood. A married woman says, I want to have a relationship with my husband, but she makes the children a priority over him. A young Christian says, I want to develop a deep and lasting intimacy with God, so he gets up every morning and he reads faith. Facebook and Instagram. A working man says, I want to grow old and invest the latter, the latter years of my life in my grandchildren, but then he neglects his health. A regular guy says, I want to get thin and lose weight. Supersize that, please. A couple says, we'd like our children to develop a personal relationship with God and choose friends who have done the same, but then they skip church every weekend and head to the beach or sleep in or watch football. You hear what I'm saying? Newlyweds determined to be financially secure by the time they reach their parents' age, and then they adopt a lifestyle sustained by debt and leveraged assets. A high school freshman intends to graduate with a GPA that will afford him options as he selects a college, but he neglects his studies. And I could go on and on and on, and all of these people in each one of my examples have great intentions, but just like the young man in Solomon's story, the paths they choose eventually bring them to a destination that is entirely different from the one they intended. Do you hear what I'm saying? We all have good intentions, but we get on the wrong path. Do you hear what I'm saying? There are paths that we can choose to walk or we can choose to not walk on. It's not rocket science, is it? If your goal is to drop two dress sizes, you shouldn't eat lunch at the donut shop. Do you hear what I'm saying? I mean, if you desire to remain faithful to your spouse, you don't linger in online chat rooms with members of the opposite sex. Those aren't pastimes. Those are pathways. Do you hear what I'm saying? They lead to somewhere. And after I said it, much easier to see these dynamics at work in other people than it is in our own in ourselves. Because you can sit there and look at Solomon and say, "Boy, he's one to talk." 
if you could look at Solomon's life, and here he is, he's telling you this young man is headed down the wrong path, and it could be possibly because he knows what his life was like. He knows the different paths that he chose to take, the different wives that he had that weren't even a part of God's plan. And right now you're probably thinking of people that need to be here to hear this message, but please stop thinking about them and ask yourself this, are there disconnects in your life? Are there discrepancies between what you desire in your heart and what you are doing with your life? Is there alignment between your intentions and your direction? I think we've all been on vacation before and we have taken a wrong turn. (laughs) Anybody? Don't you love GPS today? I have this uh, issue. I have more than one issue, but... I have this one issue when I'm traveling. I'll punch in my destination... It'll give me the directions, and I'll be driving down the road, and it'll say turn off, and I'm like, wait, I was supposed to turn back there, and it'll start saying, oh, go on up here now and, and re, recalculate. You remember the old time back in the day, recalculating, recalculating, and you'd have to recalculate and go a different direction, a different path, you know what I'm saying, you know, because you, you, you'd strayed, you know, it's like, oh, great, you know, I messed up again. And I do that quite a bit. You know what my excuse is, though? Well, they waited too long to tell me. Anybody else there? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it should have reminded me six hours ago, you know? In life, there is no recalculating. You don't just waste minutes or hours out of going out of your way. But you, can wait, but you can waste an entire season of your life. Choosing the wrong path in life will cost you precious years. Nobody wants that, right? Nobody wants to wake up to his 50s and wish he had taken a different path in his 30s. Nobody wants to arrive at the end of a marriage and wish she had taken a different path during her dating years. Think about it. You only get to be 20 once, amen? <laughs> You only get one senior year. You get one first marriage. The path we choose at those critical junctions doesn't just determine our destination the following year, but for the following season of life. Everything that you do is a path. You are currently on a financial path of some kind. You are on a relational path. You are continuing down a moral path, an ethical path, an entertainment path. And each of these paths has a destination. And this raises the question again, why would a guy like the one in Solomon's story walk down such a path? How come he doesn't see what's coming? The answer is simple. He doesn't see it as a path. He thinks it is an event, a one-time occurrence. When the truth is, God says your life and its destination isn't about the immediate, it's about the ultimate. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's not about the immediate. It's about the ultimate. It's about the big picture. Too many times, all we see is what's in front of us. We don't see, we don't look 5, 10, 15 years down the road. 
We see the pleasure that it gives us today. We see the enjoyment that it gives us today when the truth is everything that happens today is preparing us for what lies ahead. It's preparing us for the path that is ahead of us. Your direction, not your intentions, determines your destination. Some of you have been brokenhearted at various times in your life. You wanted to know, why did God let this happen to me? The truth is, he didn't. He wanted to stop it, but he couldn't stop you. Did you hear what I'm saying? God wanted to stop it. He couldn't stop you. You made these choices. God didn't make these choices. No one sat there and shoved a Twinkie in your mouth. No one sat there and told you, hey, just one more, it's okay, one, one more won't hurt. That's you. You made the decision. We make choices every single day, and those choices are going to determine our outcome in life. Yes, they may affect us today, but they're ultimately going to affect us for a lifetime. Do you hear what I'm saying? Your direction, not your intentions, but your direction is going to determine your destination. Like I said, you can't get on this road on I-49 and expect to go to the beach. It's not going to take you there. You hear what I'm saying? It's going to take you to Canada. Eventually, you're going to get to Canada. That's where it's going to take you. The only way that you can go to the beach is if for you to get on the right path. Do you hear what I'm saying? That's why any time that we plan a vacation, we plan stuff out, what do we do? We sit down, we map out our des- where we're going to go, how we're going to get there, how long it's going to take us to get there, so we know where we'll have to stop along the way or what we're going to have to do. Why? Because that is our path, that is our direction that we are going to head to determine where, how we're going to get there. Same thing as in life. We need to determine how we're going to get there. The decisions that we make today, the decisions that we make in the next 24 hours could impact us for the rest of our life. Think about that. That gives us something to think about. A lot of times we just see it and we just see what's in front of us. We don't see the big picture. So here's two questions I want you to ask. I want to ask you today. Number one, what direction are you headed in today? Morally, relationally, and financially. And then number two, how do you learn to choose the right path? I'm going to help you real quick. Number one, get wisdom. (laughs) Make it a point to read a chapter of Proverbs every day. There are 31 chapters in Proverbs. Read one a day and you will have read the entire book of Proverbs before we are finished with this series. You need wisdom in your life. There's some pretty cool stuff in there too. There's a lot of good information that you could use to post on social media if you want. Because there's a lot of good sayings. There's a lot of good verses. Number two, I believe you need to attend a Wednesday night connect group. You need more than just one day of receiving God's word in your life. You need a group of people around you to pray with you, meet with you, encourage you. What if this young man had had someone that could have came to him and kept him from going down this path? That's why it's so important that you have people in your life. 
And if we're not going to read and study the Bible on our own, then we need to come to God's house and receive what God wants to speak into our hearts. Do you hear what I'm saying? Number three, you need to make choices based on the long term, not the short term. See your life the way God sees your life by thinking about it like a path, a series of steps, not a bunch of unrelated events. Think about what will happen if you eat that brownie every day. What's the next step after you eat the brownie once? Think about what will happen if you balance your checkbook and save and tithe every month. What does your life look like step by step if you do that every month? Looks pretty good, doesn't it, right? Think about what will happen if you pray each morning and say nice things to your spouse before work every day. Make choices based on what will develop if you do something over a long period of time because that's the path you're on every time you make a one-time decision. I was going to do something and my mind just forgot about it. Here's what I want you to do. When you leave here today, I want you to get you a fork. Preferably a plastic fork. And I want you to tie a string around that fork. And I want you to hang that fork up somewhere. I don't care. Hang it from a mirror. Hang it from your drawer. Hang it from a refrigerator. Don't use the fork to eat with because it's going to get dirty, I'm sure. But I want you to have that fork as a reminder that every day when you come to a fork in the road, do you hear what I'm saying? You have a choice to make. You have a path that you get to decide which side you're going to take. You know, there's there's a poem by Robert Frost called The uh, Road Not Taken. And it talks about how there was one path that was taken. You know, many people had gone down it. It was worn out. I mean, it it had been used and abused. But then there was another path that hadn't been taken very often. And he talks about taking the road, not taking. Can I tell you that there are some paths that people go down all the time? You've seen what happens to them. So can I tell you when you're at a fork in the road that you need to sometimes stop and make a decision? Am I going to choose this path? I've seen where this path leads. Or am I going to choose this path? The path that God has for me. Can I tell you that God's path isn't always the popular path? Do you hear what I'm saying? Can I tell you that God's path may not always be the easiest path? Sometimes we take this path because, man, it looks easy. I mean, it's clean. It's just a straight highway. I mean, there's no turns. There's no bumps. There's no, there's no ins and outs. I mean, it's just easy. It's straight. I can get down that road easy. But what we don't understand is at the end of that road, it falls off the cliff. See, this one over here, it's kind of crooked and steep, and I mean, you're going to have some ups and downs and some bumps and bruises along the way, and you might even have some rocks in the path, and you might have some things that, that aren't great. And want, But here's the thing. If that's the path that God chose for you, then you listen, because here's the thing. On that path, God is going to be with you every step that you take. Do you hear what I'm saying? Just because this path looks like the easiest path doesn't mean it's the right path. Do you hear what I'm saying? Now, sure, sometimes God will choose an easy path for you. I don't know. I'm not God. I I can't determine what God's going to do. All I know is that when we come to a fork in the road, we need to decide which one does God want me to take. Because your direction, hear me, your direction 
It's going to determine your destination. So I want you to do that. When you get home, I was going to have forks for you guys, and I, you know, I had something called camp this week, and I know it's a terrible excuse, and I shouldn't have used it. I, I should have just come in yesterday and done it and been ready. But going to get some? Cool. We're going to get some forks. We're going to give you all a fork. But I want you to hang on to that. I want you to hang on to it. I want you to have that fork with you. I want it to be a part of you. Every decision I make is a new fork in the road. Every decision I make takes me down a new path. And I want the Lord to help me to choose. All right, if you'll just pass, if we can help people just pass these forks out. And we're going to say this together here in just a minute. We're going to get our forks and we're going to, we're going to declare this today. You hear what I'm saying? Tie, tie a string on this fork. Uh, don't use it for lunch today, okay? If you need a fork, I'll get you another fork. But this is important today. I want you to take this fork and I want, you to, I want it to be a reminder. I want you to keep it somewhere throughout this entire series. I want that fork to be a reminder. I want you to look at it all the time. I want you to see it. I want you to have it in your life tie it on a string, hang it from a rearview mirror, hang it from the refrigerator, hang it somewhere, wherever you want to hang it. But I want that fork to be a reminder to you. You know, this is a good thing that we always keep forks around here, huh? Everybody have a fork. All right. We're going to say this together. Y'all ready? Say it with me. Say Every decision I make is a new fork in the road. Every decision I make takes me down a new path. Lord, help me to choose the right path. You hear what I'm saying? That's got to be our prayer. Can we pray this morning? I want everybody to bow your heads, close your eyes. I want to ask a, a serious question this morning. I believe that every path should begin with asking Jesus into your heart if you've never done it. Or maybe it's been a long time and you've just maybe strayed from that path. I want to, get, I want to give you an opportunity this morning to get it right. You know, the Bible says that there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. You know what that means? That means everybody has a way that they think is right. And just because you think it's right doesn't mean it is right. Those paths can lead to death. But God has a direction for each of us. And I believe that direction begins with salvation this morning. So here's what I want to do. I want to offer you, I want to offer you an opportunity, a chance to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I believe that all you have to, the Bible says all you have to do is confess your sins and ask Jesus to come into your heart. That's pretty simple. And I want to help you by giving you that opportunity right here today. And I'm going to tell you right now that Jesus wants to touch you. Jesus wants to do something in your life. If that's you, if you're watching at home or if you're here with us, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Everybody say, Dear Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner. I confess that I need a Savior. 
Today I give my heart to you. Come into my life and make me clean. I want to serve you. I give my life to you. I am no longer my own. But I am yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer, then I believe today that you've asked Jesus into your heart. You've believed in your, in your life. You've believed in Jesus now. You've asked him to come in, make you clean, to wash you of your sins. And I believe this is the first step on your journey. This is the first step on the path that you're taking. Amen? So I want to pray for the rest of you this morning. Can I do that? Can, I, can we stand? Can we stand together? And I want to pray for everybody here. Dear Jesus, I ask you right now for everyone that's here, God, that as they take this fork with them, it will remind them of the path that they go on. That as they are traveling down the road, God, and they and this, this road of life, and they have to make decisions along the way. They're always making decisions. There's always uh, obstacles. There's things that may come. They'll come to a fork in the road, and they have to choose which path is right. God, I pray that they listen to your voice, listen to what you're telling them to do, that they make the right choice. They make the right path. God, I pray that you go with them each and every step that they take, each day, each minute, each moment. God, that you would be right there with them, leading and guiding and directing, that they know that you are there by their side, listening to your voice. And God, there may be times when we get off the path God, help us to veer back on. Help us to come back on, correct, and continue down the road. Continue down the journey that you've given us. God, I just give you praise and glory for everybody that's here in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can be seated for one more moment. We just want to... uh, There's a couple of things I want to remind you of. Uh, youth is tonight, and I want to let you know that they, we are starting to allow those going into sixth grade to begin starting uh, youth tonight. So if you are going into the sixth grade, uh, then you can start coming to youth tonight, um, and that's at six o'clock, so make plans to be here. Uh, also, I want to uh, remind everyone this Saturday... We have a very full day and an exciting day. Looking forward to this. We are going to uh, have our men's breakfast at 8.30. So all men are invited for a time of breakfast and devotion and prayer. And then at uh, 10 o'clock, we will serve groceries. And then as soon as we are done with that, we're going to head down to the park. We're just calling it CT in the Park. And everybody is invited to come help us and hang out, and we're going to go down to Creekmore Park, and we're going to hand out hot dogs and just talk to people, and just, if you get an opportunity to share Jesus, then take that opportunity. But we're just going to love on people and just let them know that we, and invite, give, if you get an opportunity to invite somebody to church, invite them to church, to come be a part of our church, come check us out. And so uh, we just want anybody that wants to come and go with us, we are going to leave as soon as the... Um, uh, uh, food pantry, food food bank, food pantry distribution is is done. We will uh, do that, and so uh, 
anybody that would like to go is welcome. So, yes. Huh? Yes. See? I'm a little tired still. Um, we, we have breakfast uh, next Sunday. for fa- Father's Day is next week. Did y'all know Father's Day is next week? <laughs> it kind of snuck up on me. We've got gifts for all our men. And we're going to start the day off with free breakfast to anybody that would like to come. Uh, we're going to start, didn't we say 9.30, I think? We're going to start breakfast at 9.30. Uh, everyone, it will be in the back in the fellowship hall. Everyone is welcome to come and attend and eat. Uh, we'll probably serve until about 10 o'clock or so or, you know, and uh, give us enough time to get over here and get started and uh, all that good stuff. So if you would like to come and eat with us, uh, free breakfast for everybody. We're going to have biscuits and gravy and eggs and bacon and all kinds of good stuff. So uh, you don't want to miss it. It's going to be good. It'll be a great time for fellowship as well. So we'd love for you to uh, uh, be here for that. So that's next Sunday for Father's Day. And then we'll have gifts for all the men that are here. And uh, I promise you, you'll like this gift. Uh, I like this gift already. Uh, I've already wanted two or three of them because uh, you, can't, you can't have enough of these. So, but we'll have those next Sunday as well. Our ushers are in the back. And will y'all please re- continue to pray for uh, uh, William's family and during this rough time. And uh, so um, they'll, they'll need, they covet your prayers and uh, they would love for you to pray for them. And uh, so uh, can, we, uh, can we stand one last time and let's pray over this offering. And pray that God will bless you as we go. Lord, I just pray for every individual that's here. God, I pray that as they give, I pray that you pour out blessings upon them, just like your word says. You said to try us and see if you will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessings, so many blessings that we won't be able to contain them all. And so, God, I I just pray that as they give today, God, that you would just pour out blessings upon your people, God. That as we uh, uh, submit to your word, submit to your... Uh, be obedient to what you are spoken into our lives that we would follow that path lord god and i pray that you'd use those funds that come in god to help us to be the church that you want us to be help us to go and do the things that you want us to do and we need to give you all the praise and we give you all the glory and we ask these things in jesus mighty name amen and amen y'all have a wonderful week and thank y'all for being here this morning